shuttle pod three, you're cleared for departure. Safe travels. Hello and welcome back to Shuttle Scuttle. This week we've got actually one of Ship Talking Pod's very own lower deckers. We've got Ryan here, aka the Trekspert. He works in the lower decks of our ship and we're taking him on our shuttle along with Robbie. Uh, we're actually headed to Deep Space Nine specifically to Corks because Ryan, you've got a, uh, a pub quiz you're representing the pod on, so you better not be letting us down and you better be ready for this. Oh, I won a trivia contest back, you know, what was it, like 12 years ago with that? So it's like, you know, I started, saw, I saw, no, God, no, 17, God, I'm wow. Wow. Where where was that one? Vegas. Uh, it was only like the second or third uh, creation convention uh, at the time. It was back in like it was like oh four. Oh, early days. Yeah, definitely way before I got to go. But um, fond memories of the creation convention. Robbie and I had actually gone together. That was a nice memory, right? We did. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. We didn't kill each other. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there might have been some close to it, but not quite. Yeah, so. the phasers came out. They just weren't used. Um, yes. Anyways, while we make our way to deep space. Nine, I thought, uh, Ryan, I'd really like to pick your brain about registries. So ship registries, NCC, NX, etc, etc. Now, there's a lot of fan theories out there about what the registries represent and the order that they're in, but there's not anything like fully decided or and you I know you've done a lot of research. And I think this is actually something to be interesting to our viewers to kind of talk about. So take us through your theory. Uh, well, it all started, you know, back in, you know, 64. Well, actually, yeah, like 64, 65, when they were first developing the Enterprise, and they had a couple, you know, they wanted a registry number, but they kind of in parallel to, you know, the whole U.S. Navy stuff, because that's where uh, Gene Rodbury served. Yeah. It was actually Matt Jeffries who uh, came up with 1701 mm-hmm. because he didn't want any numbers that could be mistaken for each other, so it was like, you know, 6, 8, 9 were all immediately out. All right. And the whole NCC came from his his own personal plane's tail numbers what started with NC, so it was like, okay, I'll just throw in an extra C there. Ah. Uh, so that's where that all came from. Now, the general, you know, just broad kind of fandom consensus is that NCC is naval construction contract which you know i kind of subscribe to myself and stuff yeah. mm-hmm. matt jeffries originally his original idea was that the enterprise was the 17th model of the ship and the first ship in that line all right well very very quickly uh that kind of got thrown out the window because you have the constellation which was 1017 because they just oh yes yeah because they just used like i think it was uh because even though you know at the time it was called a tiffany show because it had you know scans and scans of money like you know discovery does now it's like discovery is one of the most expensive shows right now because it's got like eight million an episode or something. It's like, oh, geez, I wish I, I wish I could have that much money. Yeah, me too. Well, but half of the half that budget's for the lens flares. So. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at the time they had I mean granted, you know, at the time a Tiffany show was like, you know, mid to upper six figures. Uh, but at the time they had a whole bunch of money. So but they still, you know, had to cut money here and there. So I believe they used just like an AMT Ertle uh model, uh, you know, replica of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of put put a new name and registration on it. And because at the time, especially then, there wasn't so much world building as there is now. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, you know, what's the point of the story? Everything else is secondary. Anyway, long story short is that, you know, so Matt Jeffrey's idea of, you know, 17th pile of ship, very first ship out the window immediately mm-hmm. <laughs> so then over time you know they've thrown in more you know there's like the intrepid 1631 which again there too throws that out the window you have the potemkin which is 1657 then there were some you know upper 17s like the defiant was 1764 that one would 
kind of fit, but that would also kind of under the ma- under you know Jeffrey's idea. That means there were sixty three other Constitution classes, whereas right. I think the original intent was only like twelve, like in the original like nineteen sixty four, you know, behind the scenes writers' room notes. Okay, so that's kind of been thrown out the window. The broad consensus now uh, is that the numbers are more or less sequential, where it's just like you know you know you have seventeen oh one, seventeen oh two, oh three, oh four, oh five, oh six, seven, seven four six five six five seven five eight five. Okay. You know. So it's mm-hmm. generally sequential, I'm sure, you know, because like with the U.S. Navy, they top numbers occasionally for whatever reason. So, but broadly speaking. Okay. But so speaking of the Navy, so is there any kind, because like myself, I, you know, I never looked into this, but I always thought, well, what would, why was the reasoning behind the naming convention and, or the numbering system? So is there kind of any correlation to like the U.S. military and this or other like the British? Is, is there any yeah. kind of connection? Um, by and large, like the U.S. Navy, the, the carriers are sequential but they are based on whole number like you know the um upcoming enterprise the ford class is going to be cvn 80 meaning it's a nuclear aircraft carrier number 80 oh, right. well actually in the case of the aircraft carriers they actually just when they, once it went nuclear because the original the carrier, u.s navy yeah the u.s navy okay Gotcha. Yeah, so once uh, the first carriers were just CV, and then they just kept going sequentially from there. And then once it went nuclear, they're like, eh, we'll just throw an N on, but keep the numbering going. Mm. The destroyers are kind of a um, mess just because they decided to hop from like, you know, the 900s up to 1,000 for the Zumwalt class, which oh, there's only three of them. They were going to build a whole, you know, mini fleet of them, but it's like, eh, these things are really freaking expensive. So we're going to cut it down to three and just build a whole bunch of, you know, upgraded early Burks, which we've been using since the 80s. So there's, you know, basically, it's like mm-hmm. taking you know an old taking a 747 from the 80s taking out its old equipment putting in a glass cockpit and we see that with ships overall like designs taking inspiration of course from real life ships and and seafaring vessels and when when it comes to the codes like i've always been fascinated of course i, I know my favorites i know you mentioned my mom's ship there i, I mean uh captain janeway's ship and, <laughs> and the registry code there but wait um, a minute is this a maternity <laughs> you are not the mother um, i always thought you looked a little bit like uh, a salamander but you know, just not burn. <laughs> okay, you're back in the brig when we get back to the ship. Um, <laughs> but I know when Discovery came along, and of course Kelvin timeline stuff, that kind of also threw another wrench in it, right, Ryan? Uh, not really. Because well, because Kelvin has only been fleshed out over three movies, we haven't really gotten a sense of the larger universe. But from the known registries, it does look like they have, especially like you know, between you know 2233 and 2258, when you know the Enterprise first launched it does look like they have kind of superseded the Enterprise at a rate more so than you know the Prime Starfleet just because of the way the registries are moving right. but as far as Discovery I know like it was like episode 3 because you know, we didn't actually meet the, the hero ship for two episodes yeah. they said it was uh, fresh out of space dock uh-huh. which that at least in my head, because it's you know got such a low registry, which you know that's kind of a conceit of um, Brian Fuller because his favorite day is Halloween, so ten thirty one <laughs> Halloween. Um, so whereas yeah. you see, and then the Glen, they just knock they just knock it down. One is the NCC ten thirty. Well, that my my little conceit for that because we know at the time you know because in uh, forty five is when the Enterprise launched. So mm-hmm. at the time of the Battle of the Binaries, the Enterprise is already thirteen years old, which means which gives us a little context, which means they're probably pushing the 1800s at that point by the 50s 
Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also have kind of a time frame where we know in court mar- in the remastered version of Court Martial, up on the big board behind Commodore Stone, there's a whole bunch of registries which actually the Okudas and Co. pulled from when they were doing the remasterings. Well, one of them on there that they threw into the remastering is 1864, which is the Reliant. Uh-huh. So we know that mm. by I fi- uh, just doing some quick mental math, figure at the latest, maybe it's probably you know a couple years old. So they, let's say 2260, just for nice round numbers here. So we know the Reliant they hit 1864 in about 20. To 60. So we know, so we have some certain like little markers along the way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, going back to what I was going with that, my uh, thing originally is that the Discovery, my thought is, you know, the Excelsior, they built this whole brand new ship, put the transwarp in it. So with the Discovery, my thought process is that the reason it's so low is because it's such an old ship. Mm-hmm. Because if you look, you know, way back, because um, according to the soft canon of uh, the Eagle Moss, uh, I kind of, you know, go think it's just the hard canon, which is the movie TV shows, the soft canon, which is the Eagle Moss official licensing stuff. Yeah. It said that by, you know, Battle of Binaries, the Shenzhou was already considered an old ship at like 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because its registry is 1227, assuming, you know, sequential. That means it launched back in like the 30s. Which we know at the time, you know, the the Kelvin was, you know, 0514, which, you know, again, there was a whole bunch of other things where the Kelvin was already like, you know, probably like 30 years old at the time. Point point of the story here is that they took the Glenn Discovery old crossfields, gutted them, retrofitted them. So that way, if there was a whole loss due to the mycelial, as we saw with the Glenn, they're just they're just getting rid of an old ship. It's just, you know, okay, Mm -hmm. we've lost our crew. Yes, but we haven't, you know, also lost, you know, this whole brand new ship. Yes. Okay. You know, where at so, which is when they say it's fresh out, fresh out of space stock. That you know, my, I take that to mean that it's they've just been done retrofitting it with the the excess energy cavitations, spinning rings, and all that stuff. And like with the Excelsior, my thought is that the transwarp was infinitely safer and basically just some sort of like you know hyper warp. Yeah. Where it's like if it failed, well then they you know the the ship isn't gonna end up you know ripping itself apart or anything. It's just gonna it's just gonna you know stop moving. Right. Yeah. We talked all about the Excelsior on our last shuttle scuttle with a. Well, George, James, and Robbie did. Um, yeah, interesting discussion there. I guess one thing before we we head out, because I know we're we're very close to approaching Deep Space Nine. Ten thirty one A. Should the Discovery have gotten its A designation based on the changes that happened to it? In your opinion, mm, good question. Um, in my opinion, I think it should have because okay. part of it was kind of hiding the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. Because you know, time travel is illegal, and they time traveled, yep. so it's like okay. So it's like okay, plus it's also you know a whole new rebuilt from the ground up thing fair enough fair enough well i am getting a, a ping here from deep space nine ops that they are ready to uh to beam you over for that pub quiz you better represent us well ryan oh absolutely but ryan don't worry we actually sent james ahead of us just to make sure that <laughs> all the equipment was being truthful quarks can't cheat so you're gonna do great and uh, he made sure everything is valid. We believe in you. We do. Well, thank you. Well, enjoy that. I'm going to get Robbie back to the ship and to the brig, as I mentioned. Uh, but before uh, before we let everyone go, of course, thanks so much for listening in. Don't forget, check out our website, shiptalkingpod.com. Send us an email if you want to say hello or drop us an idea for a shuttle scuttle or just reach out. Send an email to hello at shiptalkingpod.com. Get us on Twitter. Reach out to us in any way. And of course, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash shiptalking pod awesome benefits there including being able to hear shuttle scuttles a week before you also get giveaways including that and so much more so until the next shuttle scuttle we'll see you then and once again ryan thank you for joining us good luck and we look forward to seeing you back on the lower decks of our ship very soon well, thank you bye bye